Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. When Shopify says you can sell anywhere, oh, they mean it. Ooh, hold up. Just got a new sale. Order fulfilled and shipped. Inventory level's good. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level. Or on top of the world. Oh, you can run and grow your business anywhere. Climbing mountains is never easy, but at least Shopify gives me all the tools I need for my business to hit new beats. Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. We've built the platform so you can keep climbing and grow your business to new heights. With Shopify, you really can sell to anyone from anywhere. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free22. Shopify.com slash free22. Shopify.com slash free22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors. Welcome to MLB Daily, your one-stop shop for daily baseball content. I am LJ LaFira. Alongside me, we've got Brandon Karam, and we are a Belly Up Sports podcast. We are what they aren't. Brandon, how you doing? LJ, doing good on this Power Ranking Monday. Uh, was one of my favorite shows to record last week, and uh, I can't wait to get into it. We didn't talk much about series results yesterday, but um, we'll be touching on all 30 teams today. So very excited uh, to get right into it. Absolutely. Brandon, you want to start with your bottom five? We're going to run, we'll run through fives at a time, pick out anything interesting that we see among those teams and go from there. Absolutely. All right. 30 through 26 for me. We've got the Cincinnati Reds at 30, the Arizona Diamondbacks at 29, Orioles 28, Rangers 27, and Nats 26. Brandon, anything I've got here, I believe we have almost the same group. We've got the Reds at 30, 
Then I got the Nationals at 29, the Rangers at 28, the Royals at 27, and the Diamondbacks at 26. Um, where where does th- where do things get better for Cincinnati here? They're now three and 13 on the season, lost nine out of the last 10, and before that had been nine straight losses. Where 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 do things go? I think this is just kind of where I mean we didn't expect them to be this bad, but we also um, kind of knew that this was a possibility at some point that they could be one of the worst teams in the league. Um, you know they lost a lot in free agency. We can't forget that. I mean they trade away Jesse Winker and they lose Castellanos. They trade away Eugenio Suarez. Um, there's still some bright spots, though. They have a very strong farm system um, and are certainly, when you're looking at what their future looks like for the next few seasons, um, not dead last. I can, I can assure most people of that. Yeah, it's just it's an unfortunate situation for the fans, I think, to be kind of thrown into this scenario. You already see some of them kind of trying to revolt, to rebel against the team and their operating practices. You had the whole group of people with the bags over their heads just last week at Cincinnati Reds games. So, you know, they're already unhappy because they should be. I mean, you you went from a fringe playoff team last year. You let everyone go. You wanted to try this rebuild thing. And this is the worst start you could possibly ask for. I mean, we were talking about Hunter Green and how he could potentially ease some of the pain of going into a rebuild, you know, just by him being really good, it gives some some people something to watch, something to look forward to, so they don't get upset about the record, they don't get upset about every single box score, but he's not clearly not pulling enough of that weight. He can't pull enough weight to work with the worst offense in baseball and a non-competitive pitching staff on the other side. Yeah, uh, very well put there. Um... Did you take us through your bottom five? Yes. Okay. Um, anything else on those teams? I think the Royals are the only team that we disagree on, um, at least in the bottom five. Um, any reason why you put them a little bit lower than what I did? And I believe compared to last week, you pretty much have them in the same spot. Yeah, I ended up, I had them at 28 last week. They moved up to 27. Again, they didn't do much. I mean, you're talking about losing three out of the last seven, four straight. Honestly, they're the only group among the bottom teams to come into this on a four-game losing streak. That's not a good place to be in. They just, they haven't moved the needle for me. All right, well, you want to take us through 25 to 21. Of course, I've got the Orioles in here at 25. Then I got the Cubbies at 24, the Phillies at 23, the Pirates at 22, and the White Sox at 21. The White Sox are the biggest fall on my list. Um, Again, for those who didn't listen to last week's show, my thought process in building this list is kind of in a way like a um, college football ranking system is the way I'm doing these power rankings because I want to go into this imagining I have no clue what these teams actually look like, no clue how good these teams actually are, and let the performances – and let the talent speak for itself. The White Sox are not speaking for themselves. This is probably one of the last weeks you're going to see this big a jump, and they certainly deserved it. I mean, you've you've literally lost every game in this past week. Uh, Yeah, the White Sox, I mean, LJ called it that the Twins were going to sweep the White Sox. Um, 
And we were going over the injuries with them yesterday. Not only do they lose Eloy Jimenez, but they've got a bunch of other guys battling injuries. Um, Giolito's back now. But, yes, yeah, certainly could be, uh, you know, I don't think things could have started off much worse um, this at this point in the season for them. For my 25 to 21, I've got the Pirates, the Royals at 24, the A's at 23, the Twins at 22, and the Marlins at 21. Really not a lot of movement um, for those teams compared to my list last week. Um, you know, Twins, nice to have a Buxton back. They went on the walk-off home run by him yesterday. He's putting up insane stats once again. Let's just hope he can stay healthy. Um, but, yeah, really not much to say. Um that it's such a weird group, the 21 to 25, because it's like they're not good enough to where we can maybe think that they're um, potential, you know, top half of the league teams. But I, I think that there's a big gap between like, I don't know, like 25 down compared to the rest of the teams in the league. That's very fair to say. And I think, well, realistically, there's about 23 teams of quality or pseudo quality out there. Some of them are overperforming right now, so we're able to look at them, or at least we believe they're overperforming, and we're able to look at them and say, all right, they're a little better than that group. But that you're right, those bottom five are playing exactly how we expected. I mean, yeah, exactly how we expected. We can't actually have asked the Rangers to do anything this year without a bullpen or a rotation or a back half of the lineup. Really a lineup, honestly. <laughs> um. <laughs> Two guys are not going to win you 70 games here. But I think another interesting place to look, um, we ended up having the same 23, or the same 23s back-to-back weeks, um, Oakland and for you and Philadelphia for me. Now that we're a little bit removed, do we want to talk about that uh, whole end to the game in Milwaukee yesterday? Because Kyle Schwarber kind of was very much in the right there. That was a bad call from what I've seen a lot of bad calls from Angel Hernandez last night and he handled it exactly how he should have. It's very frustrating, especially when you're playing at home. Um, your offense got absolutely shut down by Eric Lauer, who six innings, no hits and 13 strikeouts. I mean, Against a really good Philadelphia lineup. Um, yeah, I don't think Kyle Schrober overreacted really that much. It's just very frustrating. The players, you know, like, as fans, when, when we um, hate on Angel Hernandez and other umpires, you know, like, sometimes the fans might go a little far. But these players who, like, are dealing with the same umps, like, pretty much for their entire career the ump the, the umps don't change very much year after year and for so many players to be outspoken about angel hernandez is pretty much all you need to know um it's it's, it's just sad at this point point. and what drives me crazy is i mean i don't want to liken him to joe west because they're very different in overall call quality like joe west wasn't a great umpire he had his issues but overall his calls weren't like atrocious they weren't angel hernandez level atrocious they weren't gabriel morales level bad calls but the issue is he always wanted to be the center of the attention he always wanted to be the big shot and get on tv and you take that aspect that negative aspect of joe west you water it down just a little bit he's basically 
if the if the Walmart brand Joe West couldn't make ball and strike calls, he would be Angel Hernandez. That's, uh, like, abs- that's not a good combination. No. Um, you know, I think one interesting point, like you said, we have the same 23. Um, the A's for me, I know they're off to a good start. Um, I approach my rankings a little different um, than LJ does, and absolutely no problem in that. I think it makes great content that we do have uh, different lists every week. Um, and for <clears throat> the A's to be overperforming at this point really says um, – a lot to me like look the, the fans I don't know if you saw LJ they had like 3,000 fans at their major league game the other day and 6,000 at their triple-a game good for the fans for I guess boycotting and just going to support the minor league teams because they're sick of that ownership um, even though they are actually like compared to other teams this year not playing terrible whatsoever um i still think 23 is a good spot for them obviously if if they keep this play up i'm gonna put them a little bit higher but at this point i uh i'm gonna go strictly um you know kind of in this bottom eight area for them yeah i don't fully buy into this whole they're supporting the minor league team i just think they've given up on this team and rightfully so because when have the a's truly excited you like as a fan, giving you a reason to think that they're a contender or leading up to being a contender in the last two decades. They haven't. Even longer than that, probably the last quarter century, they have not gone, done anything to actually make you think that they want to be a contender in baseball. So if you're, if you're a person, especially if you're a person in Oakland and you're having to watch this year after year, or you could go across the bay and watch your Giants game, you're going to pick the Giants time and time again. I don't think necessarily um, minor league baseball is going to indicate whether the te- there's still supporters or not because those teams are so local and those areas get so proud of their minor league teams. That's why the minor league system never should have gotten smaller, in my opinion. You know, you have that situation, and I really think it just it, it doesn't show anything fr- from a uh, – fan support regard that it's like that well i will bring you through my 20 through 16 we're going the cubbies at 20 the tigers at 19 which is where lj had them last week phillies 18 angels 17 guardians 16 um I mean, I guess the one team I want to touch on here really quick is the Tigers. LJ and I both have them in this group. Um, It's a really interesting team, and I got to watch the Yankees play them um, this week. You know, they're they're really not bad. Um, I just think that talent-wise, they're they're outclassed by a lot of teams. But is it fair to say that they're like top five in teams that have been outplaying their talent so far this year like I would throw teams like the A's Rockies Guardians in there but I'm actually pretty impressed with the Tigers they've they've really turned it around these last few years and give and give those fans something to cheer for they have so much so much young talent um I'm pretty bought into that, to that a rebuild that they have there. My uncle is a huge Tigers fan. Got the chance to talk to him about the team um, just last week or two weekends ago when I was um, 
visiting for in Chicago, got to see the whole family, and he's he's very uh, excited for what the future holds. And really, he said, I, I could care less if they win 70 games this year or 85 games this year, um, that he can see the direction that that team's going in. Yeah, I'm going to get mine real quick before I touch on that. Um, we got the Twins at 20, Marlins at 19, Tigers at 18, Braves at 17, and then the Red Sox here in 16th on my power rankings. And, yeah, to touch on the Tigers, I don't think they're overperforming their talent at this point. Frankly, I think they're right where I expect them to be. You know, they're starting to build in those pieces. You haven't even seen the best out of Eduardo Rodriguez. You haven't barely seen Javi Baez on the field. And yet the rest of their um, pitching, their young talent, is really kind of starting to come forward. And, yeah, I, I really expected them. I didn't expect them to be a top-half team this year, so to say. But talent-wise, they're a um, they're, they're the 75-win top 20, but maybe not top 15. Like, I, I think their, their peak is probably top 12. And um, because you have the Red Sox there, I feel like this is a good time. I don't have them um, too far ahead of where you have them. You can take your two minutes or 90 seconds or whatever you want just to, you know, little state of the union regarding how, how you feel about this Red Sox team after this Rays series this weekend. Look, they're just inconsistent. And the offense is going to come around. I can't believe it won't. I mean, especially you seem to be getting decent numbers and decent value out of Jackie Bradley. He shouldn't be the scapegoat for all of this, but I think a lot of uneducated Red Sox fans, the Pink Cats, are liking to kind of, you know, call him out. Oh, he's so bad. He's an automatic out. You know, you, you don't make, you don't bat 312 last week and be the problem for your team. So this is just overall inconsistent play from the lineup as a whole. Overall, the pitching has been super solid and you look at this weekend, as far as I'm concerned, in my head, they won that series. Like, they shouldn't feel a huge morale blow about dropping that game on, um, what was that, Saturday? Yeah, it was that set, the Saturday game where they get no hit through nine innings. First off, that might be the unluckiest no-hitter, nine innings of no-hit ball in my lifetime. How often do you see a no-hitter where they only strike out five batters? Like... It's that the Rays. It's the Rays, man. I know, but it, but Brandon, it's a lot of that is a lot of balls in play to not find a gap. You know, if you replay that game a million, t- a couple more times, even three times, half those balls probably go through, and you're talking about a little bit of a different game. Meanwhile, the Rays they get two hits but strike out. I think it was like 14 times, 15 times maybe, and so you were in. This situation to win. The offense wasn't as bad as it looks having a no-hit situation. And then you have the game in hand. You are literally 40 feet, a 40-foot throw, maybe 30 feet, from winning the game at the end. You're up 2-0. You have the ball with Trevor Story, this gold-glove caliber shortstop playing second base, and he completely whiffs on it. You know, So, honestly, I put game two mostly on him. We're not going to talk about how, how a Bobby Dahlbeck couldn't... Like, you saw how he tried to catch that ball, though, right? That's not how you play first base. It's just not. He was on the, he was on the inside of the bag, 
or the front side of the side of the bag. If he'd been on the back side of the bag, he might have a play at it. But either way, the throw was bad. You can't tell me. No, it was bad. It was bad. It was bad all around there. But either way, you, no, you you can't make that mistake. Uh, you can't also can't tell me he can play shortstop. But either way, if if they win that game, no one cares about them dropping the third game. So I'm fine with it. Okay, LJ, take me through 15 through 11. Yep, Rays at 15, the Big Red Guardians at 14. Then we got the Brewers, the Yankees, and the Padres. This is kind of that um, you go in, you get your work done, you go out type group, I feel like. You know, most of these teams, their record is somewhere around – 500 maybe a couple games over 500 and you're talking about five and five six and four type weeks from this whole group so nothing too poor to get me concerned about anyone nothing too great to get me too hyped on any of these teams i mean especially the padres i'm not going to blame the padres for having to play the dodgers but they certainly did expose their flaws this weekend it was it was a fine week from the whole group yeah, I'm going to push back a little on the Yankees. We've only lost one series this this entire season, and that was the mm-hmm. series in Baltimore. Um, you know, it's it's a little interesting to have them at 12. But I'm not going to be mad at that. Um, just I, I feel like your assessment of saying, you know, 6-4, and 5-5 and five over a 10-game stretch is a little underwhelming for a Yankees team that is 10-6 and six this year. No, that, that, left again, the Guardians, who you had at six last week. That's fair. Again, I, I think I valued I valued the uh, Baltimore sweep very much. It was two week. out of three, not a sweep. Right. Right, it might have been. Um, another way, Baltimore lost. Yeah. Very much last week. And this is part of, part of my overall um, system is you're competing with the people directly above you. So theoretically, they had to go through, if they were at 15, they had to go through the Guardians, through the Brewers, through the, or through the Padres, through the A's. Like, you have to, you had, they had to get past those teams individually to get up higher. They're going to they're gonna rise. I, I honestly am not all that concerned. I mean, offensively, you should be concerned, but with that pitching, I'm not concerned about them not being a top 10 team for the next month or two until other teams maybe uh, sort things out until the Braves really get themselves going. You know, the Brewers, I can see doing a lot more. The Padres, I can see doing a lot more. But this is definitely a uh, top 10 potential group. I, I, I don't have any issue with them being in the top 10. All right, 15 for 11 through for me is the Rockies, the Red Sox at 14, White Sox at 13, Astros at 12 and Braves at 11. Uh, pretty much same philosophy as you here. Um, these are teams that, at least the White Sox and Red Sox, underperformed quite a bit to start the season. Um, the Astros, they do get a nice win over the Blue Jays in extra innings yesterday. Still waiting to see that group come to its full potential. Um, LJ and I were both pretty high on them Um preseason so still waiting for them to really get into uh, a stride same with the Braves um, Austin Riley said last night he's like you know it's it's way too early way too early to panic um, 
It, like, and that's what we have to remember. Some teams, like, we're 17 games, I think, is the most the teams played, maybe 18, out of 162. Like, we haven't even hit 20 games yet. Um, so to have, like, big overreactions for at least teams playing bad um, is is not something that I'm going to be doing, um, at least now. Like, you know, if we get to, I don't know, May 15th, and these teams still haven't shown me that they at least can uh, kick it into gear for a good series, then I might start to panic a little bit. But um, that's why you don't see anyone really significant for me, um, like, outside of my top 20. It's just, like, the talent, at least in baseball, with such a big sample size, the talent will eventually get you to where you should be. You don't sit at the end of the season and say, oh, uh, that team had all this talent, yet they lost all these games. It's like, no, if, if they actually did have that talent, then they're going to be winning those games. It's as simple as that. What do you, what do you mean? We've been saying about the that for the Mets for the last four years. <laughs> yeah, it's the Mets. That's all I'll say to that. <laughs> Mets. Um, that should be the show title. Um, but no, Brandon, why don't we just slide right on in with your 10 through 5. All right. The the Mariners crack my top 10. They sit right at 10. Got the Brewers at 9. They finally turned it around a, a little bit. Padres at 8. Yankees at 7. And Rays at 6. Um, look, I just touched on the Yankees. I think that they're that they're fine. I had them at 8 last week, so they move up one spot. Um, not, you know... Nothing too crazy. Padres, like LJ said, you know, I'm not going to fault them for having to play the Dodgers. Um, it's just kind of how it is. Um, and then, you know, you look at the Brewers, like I said, they they did turn it around to see a guy like Eric Lauer, who's like their fourth starter, strike out 13 Phillies batters, is just incredible to me. And um, once that pitching staff gets going, uh, I think we're going to be talking a lot of the same stuff we were saying last year that, you know, if that offense can just get hot for a few playoff games, they have potential to really make a deep run. Um, but other than that, you know, I think six is a good spot for the Rays. Um, I had them at 10 last week. Was impressed by what I saw this weekend um, from them. And, you know, it's just the fact that they take, like, nobodies and they're their pitching staff it just continues to be good. I, 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 I really don't understand what they do there or how how it that they can just have such a good pitching staff. I mean, you look at some of these stats, like out of the bullpen, they it's been really good, and the offense is always going to be solid there. So, yeah, raise it six. I think that, that true talent will show us that they we shouldn't be doubting them, at least at this point in the season. All right, I've got the A's at 10, Blue Jays at 9, Angels at 8, Astros at 7, the Mariners at 6. I think uh, it's very interesting to us to have the Mariners on opposite sides of our top 10. I think they've just they've, they've played so well. And some of these younger guys are really starting to turn the corner. You know, you've seen good things out of Logan Gilbert. You're seeing a lot of good things, even under the Mendoza line. I was kind of taken aback when I noticed that Julio Rodriguez already has four stolen bases. Like that's great value to be adding to your team. That's great value for fantasy owners as well. And uh, Jared Klenick is starting to turn things around too. So this team is exciting me as much as I thought they would. Um, 
the Angels, Brandon, what are you what are you thinking about this team? I'm not sure why I'm clinging to them so much, but they just seem they're sticking around for me. They ended up um, up one spot this week. Yeah, th- for for you, three AL West teams in your six through ten. I just don't know. I'm buying into the AL West as much as I thought. Actually, yeah, you got Mar. Wait, you have Mariners, Astros, Angels. It's four AL West teams in your six through ten. Um, you know, I'm certainly not bought in on the A's. Um, Angels, maybe. I, I'm not either. But oh no, I'm, uh, the, I'm more in on the Guardians than I am the A's. But that doesn't mean they haven't played like it. Oh no, absolutely. Um, I, I've been impressed with with the Angels, LJ. Um, not gonna lie. You know, it's Otani's been off to a slow start. Still has done Shohei Otani things. Mike Trout's Mike out of the lineup. Mike Trout's Mike Trout. Um, you know, if it he's having the quietest three thirty three four fifty one six ninety slash line in the history of the league um, through this point. Tony Rendon, uh, the batting average isn't there, but the on-base percentage is is up there. It's nice to see him finally drawing walks. And then to touch on what you said about Julio Rodriguez, LJ, it's actually six stolen bases for him this year he so far. Last night? Yeah, yes, he is. Julio yeah. Rodriguez, he's, he's a menace, LJ. 21 years old, uh, and... Last like in the last week, he he really did pick it up after a slow start. Um, Jared Kelnick, yeah, I, I I don't know when. At what point do we really you know start to worry? It's still so early for him in his career, but he's certain. Are we really that worried? Because again, could the numbers be that bad? I haven't looked at his OPS, but I'm I am seeing here. Uh, 154 batting average, two home runs, three stolen bases. He's finding ways to make value. Yeah, I mean, he certainly is, and he's not a guy that you expect to be at the top of the lineup, at least at this point, because they've gotten great production. Ty France, um, what a week for him. Holy crap. I mean, he's got the batting average up near 400, five home runs. Uh, he had a five-hit game the other night. Uh, the dude breaks, and was super underrated in my opinion last year. I feel like we barely talked about him on the show, but I want to say that last year he ended up with, yeah, I mean an 813 OPS, 127 OPS plus, and that was a four-war season. Um, just another piece here that fits so well with what the Mariners are building. Um, honestly, I probably should have them a little higher than 10. I love you putting them at six. Um, they are legit. I love me too. Um, next, we got uh, top five. We're looking at the Colorado Rockies, the St. Louis Cardinals, San Francisco Giants, the LA Dodgers, and the New York Mets. Um, not sure where to start unpacking. Rockies, look, I don't understand how the Rockies are playing to the level they are, but they're darn good. They're a darn good side. They're 10 and 5 in a hyper competitive. Um, division you've got a six and four in your last 10 and it's just it's good vibes all around for that team you talk about me having actually you talk about me having four ALS teams in my top 10 how about four AL or three AL East NL West Jesus three NL West teams in my top five um they certainly play have played up to that as for the reshuffling of the top three Dodgers staying consistent 
Um, but for me, even with the extra law, I believe there's an extra loss in there between the Mets and the Dodgers. That Giants series spoke enough for me to give them the top spot. Yeah, absolutely. I'll run through my top five. Um, I've got the Cardinals at five, Giants at four, Mets at three, Blue Jays at two. They jumped up a lot for me, and I have um, some reasoning for that. And the Dodgers at one. Uh, I'll run through all five of those teams really quick. The Cardinals, they went four and two in the last week. Um, They did lose that game to the Reds, um, which was a little uncharacteristic. Um, Nolan Arenado, though, has been the best hitter in the league so far this year. Uh, 1.1.154 OPS, uh, and that was after an 0 for 4 game yesterday. Um, he's he, you know, I I said that I hope that he can really get some traction here for MVP um, this year. I said it prior to the season. I I just love this guy. Um, I never really both like fully bought into him when he was on the Rockies but oh my like this dude is so much fun to watch Cardinals jump up quite a bit for me Giants at four um look they had a a stand on the east coast four and three record very nice they uh, outscore the Nationals 24 to 6 this weekend um and I dropped them out of my top three just because I wanted to talk. I mean, like, kind of clickbait, I guess, uh, if that's what you want to call it. But um, the Mets at three, I'll talk or I'll talk more on the Giants in a sec. But the Mets at three, um, yeah, five wins in seven games last week. Every day, LJ, that goes by is a day closer to the return of Jacob deGrom. Uh, and if they can, you know, just – even just barely get by these next few weeks, they will have avoided a disaster um, with having their ace on the shelf. Um, they've got a 2.46 ERA for their starting rotation, even without Jacob DeGrom. Number two, the Blue Jays. They dropped that heartbreaker to the Astros yesterday. But they are in the middle of what is an incredibly tough stretch of their schedule. Um, they had the four with the Red Sox uh, this week, three with the Astros, and then they will be playing the Yankees uh, later this week, followed by then a road trip to play the Guardians, back to the Yankees, and then the Rays. Um, and they're still one of the most exciting teams in the game. Um, still would not have any problem picking them to win the AL this year. And... Four and two last week. They still have their top spot in the AL East. LJ, I I kind of think you're sleeping on them a little. I don't know what they what they what else they need to do. I mean, they're in first place in the AL East. What what else is there to do? They're in the tough, probably the toughest part of their schedule the entire season. Yeah, I know. Again, give me a full, consistent series against the Red Sox, and they're going to jump way up on here. But there's other there's also other teams in here that I think have just performed objectively better i mean i think overall i mean the rockies the record speaks for itself cardinals record speak for itself they're not among that top three there in my eyes those three nl they're really probably those four nl teams i just think objectively are better right now the mets dodgers giants and cardinals i'm definitely going to push back real quick on you with the mets three because i don't see how you can beat the four team in a series this week and then not have them – did they move up? They moved down. Yeah. They beat, they beat your three from last year week, your four from this week. 
and moved down. I just think that's an interesting choice. And, no, it is interesting. I just wanted to put the Blue Jays too. Um, you know, I probably should have gone Dodgers oh, one. Chaos. I probably should have gone Dodgers one, Mets two, Blue Jays three. But yeah, I'm I'm all for chaos here. Um, and then of course the Dodgers number one. Um, look, since they dropped two out of three to the Rockies to open up the season, they have won ten of their last twelve. They won ten to two. Um, in San Diego last night. They've got the league best run differential at plus 44. And um, LJ, how about a team ERA of 2.22? And also Cody Bellinger learned how to hit again. Um, He's having a really good start to the year. Four home runs. He's also got three stolen bases. Um, Dude is still so young. He's not even 27 yet. Uh, I'm fully buying back in on the Cody Bellinger hype train. And if he gets hot, then this this lineup is, oh boy, uh, just will provide fits to so many people. But shout out to the NL West. Four 10-win teams so far this year. Uh, You just love to see it, especially, and and, and that's what makes me put the Dodgers at one. They're in such a tough NL West, and um, to be in, in that top spot, the pitching is incredible. The offense, we still haven't seen them at their full potential, not even close in my opinion. So Dodgers at one, um, and yeah, that's that's what I have on my top five. Yeah, the Bell- Bellinger thing, he's probably my, the second guy I'm most excited to see bounce back this year, but we will get into that either tomorrow or Wednesday, right, Brandon? Absolutely, yeah. Um, I think that we are good for today's show nice to once again sit down and rank all the teams and then um tomorrow lj we can certainly talk about a very quick production meeting here want to touch on uh the astros switching to a six-man rotation they move christian javier into their starting rotation um so that's certainly interesting and then we can get into um really anything else that that you would like to talk about tomorrow because i know that there is going to be quite a bit still uh, these these shows are great where we can rank the teams but then when we can get into the individual news stories tar- start talking about more individual players um i i love doing that as well so yeah i think we're good rafael though rafael palmero we can we can at some point this year when we're in the dog days of summer or a random sunday night um in may we can we can absolutely uh touch on Rafael Palmero's career and give a career retrospective, if that's what you want to call it. But, uh, yeah, thank you guys for listening. Be sure to check us out, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, at MLB Daily Pod, and we'll see you tomorrow. Have a good one. See you manana. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Shopify presents cool sheets from aha to lying awake while you bake isn't cool. I suffered from the wrong kind of hot in bed, heat induced insomnia. That was my aha moment. Bed sheets that keep you cool. Then I thought, how do I even sell bed sheets? 
that's when I had the idea that made it all possible, signing up on Shopify. With the help of Shopify's intuitive online store creator, I started selling sustainable bamboo sheets that keep cool year-round. And my cool idea became a reality. Hot sleepers around the world rejoice. Shopify makes it simple to keep your cool while starting and growing your business. Start selling with Shopify today and join the commerce platform powering millions of businesses worldwide. From aha to anything is possible. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22.